Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Anita Chat. Today, I want to talk about friendships. Now, this is an incredibly important topic to me, and I'm sure it is to you too, just because I value and cherish my friendships oh so very much, and they bring so much to my life. And as social beings, a large part of our life lessons come from our relationships, and friendships comprise a large proportion of those relationships. When done right, I don't think friendships require much of an explanation, right? I mean, we all know the worth and value of friendships. Good friends are gold. They make our heart and our lives warm and fuzzy. There is something so powerful about having a laugh or a heart-to-heart with a friend. I couldn't imagine life without good, solid friendships. And so today, I'm dedicating this episode to my friends. You know who you are. And if you enjoy this episode, I hope you share it with your favorite people too. But did you know that despite the feel-good vibes and knowing that you have a ride-or-die to do life with, friendships also offer tremendous benefits to our well-being in other ways. The Mayo Clinic reports that adults with strong social connections have a reduced risk of many significant health problems, which include depression, high blood pressure, and an unhealthy body mass index or BMI. They also live longer than people with fewer social connections. So one more reason to really invest in our friendships, right? Stats aside, let's park science and talk heart. Good friends are like good wine. I think they get better with age. Or maybe we're just better at picking our people with age or more appreciative of friendships as we grow older. And on the note of getting older, I guess you could say that I'm at a midpoint in my life and I've learned a thing or two and have some thoughts about friendship that I feel called to share with you in this episode. Here's some of those nuggets in no particular order. Okay, so the first is quality over quantity, and this is a shift from my younger days. So now don't get me wrong, I still have lots of friends. I often actually get teased from my friend groups about that, and I don't think any person in my life, including my husband, has met all of my friend groups. When I was a child, I was very shy, I was introverted, I was bullied, and I was often frequently lonely, not to mention the fact that I didn't have any sibling relationships. There was always a big void in my heart and I really wanted to experience friendship so badly. And so when I came into my own, into university, I really discovered the power of friendships and lots of them. And I just loved being surrounded by people. And as I've grown older, while I do appreciate all of my friendships, I really appreciate the quality of friendships that counts more than the amount of friendships. And the second reflection I'd like to share with you is that all friendships are not created equally. So as I mentioned before, when I was in my early 20s and my university days, I think my circle was probably the largest. Over time, it has experienced an attrition. And that could be due to competing priorities and adulting and changes in who we are as people and even with COVID. What I've come to realize, though, is that there are different types of friends. And what I mean by that is the friends that you seek out for a night of dancing may be different than the friends that you turn to at a time of crisis, which still may be different from the people that you hang with at work. All of these people are friends, but they serve in different capacities and and offer different 
forms of companionship in your life. So the same friend doesn't necessarily need to be all of those people in your life. And what I've also discovered is the amount of time, effort, and energy that I devote to a friendship may differ based on how I categorize them in my mind. Another reflection that I'd like to share are that friendships are unique and irreplaceable. And I know I probably don't have to tell you that, but there is this beautiful quote that I found from, um, oh God, I hope I don't butcher her name, a writer named Ane Neen. And I'm going to just share this quote with you because again, it really resonated with me. And here goes, it says, each friend represents a world in us, a world possibly not born until they arrive. And it's only by this meeting that a new world is born. So beautiful. So what I take from this is exactly what I said. Each friendship brings something unique to your life and it's impossible to compare friendships for that very reason. I think all friendships are so very near and dear to our hearts in different ways. And the loss of a friend for whatever reason is not something that can easily be replaced. And there's a sense of a heartbreak that goes through with that as well. I can say that sadly, because over the past 10 years, I've tragically and unexpectedly lost three dear friends, one of them, my best friend. And I can tell you that I carry the void of them in my heart every day. So each friend is so, so special. Another way still that friendships are not created equally is I'm sure you've got some of those friends that where you met them for the first time and instantly you felt this deep connection and familiarity that you just couldn't explain. I tend to think of them as people that I've had a soul connection with from a past life. We just get each other. And then there's also those other people that maybe have been in your life for 20, 30, 40 years that you can never get to that state of depth or that familiarity. They're still really important and special and loving people in your life that you're super grateful for, but just goes to show that friendships are not really created equally and they're not really comparable. The third thing I've learned over the years are friends are important teachers. I truly believe that every person comes into your life for a specific reason, and that includes our friends. Friends play an important role in establishing our identities and how we relate to the world, especially in our formative years, but also they teach us so many important things about ourselves. And some of those lessons learned by friendships or some of the things that friendships show you about yourself may not be pretty. The friendships themselves or how I show up in friendships has revealed to me so many important things about me, things to work on as part of my shadow self, issues around fear of abandonment and self-worth and acceptance and the need for control. For me, friendships have been so pivotal in teaching me empathy and compassion and forgiveness and acceptance, communication, boundaries, and self-love, all of it. And all of these lessons are things that I'm truly grateful for. And each day I continue to learn from my friendships. It's no wonder that friendships play such a foundational role in our lives. The next reflection I want to share is again, something that you probably also resonate with. And that is choose your friends wisely. There is a saying that you're probably also familiar with that says you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so chances are that your partner, if you have one, and maybe some work colleagues are part of the five, just because we tend to spend a lot of our lives at home and at work. But I'm guessing the rest is our friend group. So when it comes to friendships, I think it is so important to choose people that you're inspired and motivated and encouraged by. And that brings me to the next reflection. Change is inevitable. As we grow and evolve, so do our friends. Sometimes we inspire and feed off of each other and grow in a similar direction. Other times we don't, and we may naturally drift apart. Every evolution of you 
equals a different evolution of your friendship. I'll never forget my first radical dark night of the soul experience that happened when I moved to Toronto in my 20s. For the first time, I was living in the city as a young professional. It was a first taste of freedom and it was super exciting and I felt like Carrie from Sex in the City. And my close girlfriends and I were so excited about all the things that we would do and experience together until I moved in. And it seemed overnight that my interests changed and I really couldn't explain the shift and they couldn't seem to understand it either and it caused some driftage. My place was not party central like we had originally thought it would be. I felt lost and alone and confused, and they felt slighted and also confused. Some of the times a change comes from deep shifts within us. After going inwards and doing the work, I realized that one of my closest friends from a young age, the closest friendship I had, the thing that was one of my literal lifelines, was toxic and unhealthy. And that was a very painful and difficult lesson for me because I knew that we truly loved each other, but it was in a codependent way. And at the time, when I came to that realization, I felt ill-equipped to resolve it using communication. And so I thought the best way forward and the only way forward was to just cut off all ties cold turkey. I'm glad that we have since found our way back to each other. And there's more to come on this in case you're curious. Sometimes it's not a person changing, but life circumstances that contribute to changes in a friendship. Think if one of you moves or gets married or has children or even with COVID. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that if a friend moves or gets married or has kids, that things have to change, but sometimes these events can cause palpable shifts in a friendship, and I'm sure you've experienced that in a few of your friendships too. Regardless, changes within yourself or within friendships can bring a feeling of uncertainty and fear. As hard as it is, I encourage you to surrender to the fact that your life is unfolding for you perfectly, and if your friendships are meant to dissolve, it is what is meant to be at this time. Sometimes we need to let go of the old to welcome the new, but I totally get it. Breakups of any kind, especially friendships, can be so hard. Now that brings me to another reflection. Should you find yourself parting ways with a friend, you can find your way back to a friendship. Over the course of my life, I found my way back to a handful of significant friendships that I swore were done forever. Some of these friends I hadn't been in touch with for 15 or more years. Now, if you were to tell me that we would be in touch and rekindle our friendship in the future, I tell you there was no way. It was such a pleasant surprise to be able to reconnect and restore these friendships and pick up as if no time had passed. As I mentioned before, I do think that those that are meant to be in your life will be in your life, even if it means popping in and out. Maybe you needed that break to come together stronger. These relationships in particular have given me some incredible life lessons. Our friendships have been elevated to the next level, and I'm so grateful to experience them again. I hope you guys are still with me and enjoying this content and finding it relatable. I promise you I'm almost done. Another reflection that I've made in this season of life is that friends are harder to make as you get older. Now this one I hear from my clients all the time, and I can relate. I mentioned earlier that I lost my best friend, Pam, who passed away almost nine years ago and not a day goes by where I don't think of her or some of my other friends that I've lost over the past few years. And while I still have some amazing friends and very fulfilling relationships, as I mentioned, each friendship is very unique and irreplaceable. And sometimes I find myself pining away for that BFF type of friendship that we had. And it seems like people, by the time they're in their forties, they have their, their people and it becomes more difficult to develop these bonds or integrate into already established circles. 
for me, much of my friend groups were established for my university days. And I really associate those university days with a time of carefree fun and a lot of nostalgia where things were just so uncomplicated. You know, our only worries were getting our next assignment in and what were we going to wear to the clubs? <laughs> and and the biggest joys for us were, you know, getting together to watch friends on a Thursday night or having chips and dip after a club and just laughing hysterically at the antics of the evening. As you get older and you move into the working world and then again into parenthood, you find that the circle of people that you most interact with on a regular basis seems to be pretty fixed. And so it's harder to meet newer people. And also because we're so fixated either on your performance at work or parenting, the depth of those friendships also decreases. And that can make us feel a little bit lonely and lost. For those mamas in the season of life where you feel like you are on a hamster wheel, I see you and hold space for you. If you are lonely, know that your fellow mamas are probably feeling that way too. In fact, the majority of my clients that come to me are in this space. And some good, easy to maintain friendships may present themselves through your own children that are establishing their own friendships. Some of my cherished newborn friendships were met through soccer and t-ball games and daycare. There are lots of beautiful new friendships in the future for you, in addition to the treasured old ones. Alrighty friends, we are almost there. I've got two more reflections to share. And the second last one is like all relationships, friendships take time and effort. I'm sure you have those friendships that just feel more easier than others. Like you may only talk to a person once a year, but you feel instantly connected and like you've lost no time. And others require a bit more effort and energy, but generally speaking, energy flows where attention goes. And that's like a principle that I hold for my whole life, but even but it holds true for friendships as well. So if you want to have a strong, solid, healthy friendship, it does take some effort. As I grow up and have more things on my plate and less time, I'm especially cherishing all the let it be easy and low maintenance friendships. And last but not least, as you get older, your friendship gauge gets better. What I mean by that is, you know if people are your people, you have a better discernment related to if you want to pursue certain friendships and put in the time, effort, and energy. And when it comes to friendships, you become a better judge of character and are able to better assess whether this friendship will fit with your life. And so my friends, we've made it to the end of my list. Thank you for your patience. And I hope that my musings and lessons learned on friendship from the first half of my life is something that you can relate with. I'm curious to hear which ones resonated most with you. And as always, I'd be so interested to hear from you. So feel free to direct message me on my Instagram or send me an email. And all that contact information is in the episode description. And before we wrap this up, I want you to think of a solid friend or two in your life and reach out to them and tell them how much they mean to you and why. Better yet, you can also share this episode with them and let them know what inspired you to do this. Wouldn't it be so cool if they in turn spread this declaration of love to you and other friends that they have and so on? We could start a chain of gratitude. Lastly, before we go, I wanted to share my love for our friendship. These chats may seem one-sided as I'm talking into a microphone in an empty room, but I feel and sense the connection through the podcast downloads, the messages I receive, and all of the love for the show. Thank you so much. I honor and cherish the friendship and the community that we are developing together. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita Chat Podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating, and type in a few words. 
Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you.